Welcome to another episode of the Monday Mindset. Mm. We back. We're back. We are back. Took a little break there. A little summer vacation. A little summer vacation. You know. And we are back, baby. Season three. Ready Season three. Yeah. Launching it. And man, we're going to be having some fun. We are happy that you are with us and we're happy that you are along for the ride as we just continue to have some conversations with me and Brandon. Yeah. Man, hopefully it's been an encouragement to you and hope it continues to be an encouragement for you. And we are excited about this season. Hey, thanks coming this season. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Summer vacation. You just had some fun. I did. Just got back from Disney. Who would have guessed I went to Disney? Who would have guessed? Who would have (laughs) guessed? It was awesome. Heading there in September. Can't wait. Fireworks are back. That's the biggest celebration. Biggest news we no found masks. out so far. No masks. Since you were with us and now you're with us now, a lot of things have changed. And that's yeah. two of the biggest things in our life that's changed right now, baby. Mm. Fireworks Disney. and no masks. <laughs> Disney's coming. You all know how much we love Disney. But yeah. the new season, we are here. Mm. And it is called Occupied. What is filling your mind? Each week. We're going to be having a conversation where we challenge ourselves and you to occupy our minds with truths, not lies. We challenge you to fill your mind with creative, life-giving, and positive thoughts so that when old fears, doubts, worries, anxieties, hates, whatever it may be that have haunted you for years, try to creep back in. It's my favorite line. They'll find a sign on the door of your mind reading mm. occupied. Mm. Ain't no room, baby. Nah. Ain't no room. Only healthy thoughts here. That's right. Get that negative stuff out of here. That's right. So we're going to fight that. We're going to challenge that, man, this season. Because here's what we know, Brandon. Every single person, all of our listeners, all of our viewers, man, and even us, are getting challenged by this idea that our mindset, dude, yeah, it is under attack constantly. Yeah, and everybody's struggling with it. Yeah. Everybody's struggling with it. Yeah, they are. And I, I think that that's one of the reasons why, like, even, like, mental health issues have gotten worse, anxiety's gotten worse, worry has gotten worse, is because, man, no one really thinks about your mindset. No one thinks about what you're letting in. A lot of the times you just see what's coming out. And yeah. it's like, whoa, what happened? Why is that coming that way? So I'm super excited to dive into it and just see how we can really shape our mindset and uh, have those God thoughts, not just good thoughts, but right. God thoughts in our mind. Right. So. Absolutely. And, you know, kind of coming off of last season, we we're all about celebrating the day. Yeah. Each and every day is a gift. Yeah. And now we're really kind of having this focus, really challenging each other, having some real good conversations just about, okay, what are we filling our minds with? What is occupying the space of our minds? Is it positive or is it negative? And we've got to experience this throughout our life, man, some really negative thoughts, some yeah. really negative moments in our lives, some really down moments um, where our thoughts, our minds have been filled and bombarded. I would even say that bombarded with just unhealthy thoughts. Yeah. And a lot of times we allow thoughts to creep in like, oh man, that crap in my mind. Well, yes. that's one of the big things with being occupied, man, those things can't get in. Right. Like, well, what are you allowing in? What are you letting it, what's creeping in? And if there's uh, something creeping in your mind, there's a door open for it to come in. So yeah. how can we close that door and let it be occupied? Absolutely. And one of the things we're going to do to continue to have truth in our lives, not lives, 
not lies, is we are going to be really combating it with God's word. Yeah. We're going to be using God's word, man, as the tool of truth. And our core verse of this entire season is going to be Philippians 4, 8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. You know what I love about this verse? You don't even have to believe in God to understand that this is going to resonate. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what you're going to see, no matter where you are in your faith experience right now. I mean, we love Jesus. Yeah. But we also believe that even if you don't yet know who God is and you don't even, you know, have no desire to be a part of the church, we understand that you right now are probably still in this boat, right, with us. It's like, whether you're a believer or not, you want a healthy mindset. Yeah, you have next steps in your own life to reach a goal in your life. And man, a lot of those times it, it starts with what you're thinking, what you're believing yes. uh, in your mind. So I think hundred percent, no matter where you're at on your journey with Jesus, that, Hey, there's still a next step in your life. Absolutely. And you're going to hear us speak about truths that come from God's words and hear what we, what we encourage you. Try it. Yeah. Just try it. Yeah. Give it a chance. Give God's word a chance. Just open up a Bible, begin to see some of these verses each week that we're going to be able to lay out. And we believe that through these verses, through these words, these truths, those lies will slowly disappear. So each week in this season, we're going to be defending our mind from the lies and attacks that are trying to cripple us from who we are meant to be. We're going to challenge ourselves to have healthy thoughts and occupy our mind with truth from God's word. Let's get started, buddy. Let's get started. Each week, we're going to basically take one word. We're going to take one thing that attacks our mind or one thing that we want to fill our minds with, we want to occupy our minds with. And the word of today is confidence. That's right. Confidence, buddy. Confidence is key, man. Confidence is key. What's the difference between confidence and swagger? You thought about I mean, that? I, I mean, swagger's Look at him. He's already starting yeah, to loosen yeah, up the shoulders yeah, a little know. bit. Uh, swagger's like... How you walk around sometimes, like it, I think swagger kind of comes off of confidence. So I think it's different than being cocky. Oh, okay. There's a big difference. I was than being curious. Cocky. So, yeah. So like uh, you got a little swagger whenever you have confidence. Like someone walks in the room, their shoulders up. Like I, I even consider that like, oh man, just own it. Yeah, own the moment. Huh. <laughs> but yeah, you just like own it, and it's like, whoa, they're confident. They got a little swagger about them. Uh, but confidence or cockiness, that's a different story. I'm not a big fan of cockiness. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 What's swagger look like? Does it matter how oh, you dress? Yeah. I mean, what if the like? For me, it matters <laughs> how you dress. Like as a whole, probably not. Uh, but for me, man, if I get my swagger, man, it just depends. Like I just got back from Florida. Here I am rocking Ron John stuff and uh, the dude shoes and all that. And I feel like I'm on the boat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, oh, I'm, I'm a Florida You're still guy. in Florida. Yeah, I'm still there. I'm just trying to live in the moment. <laughs> and But so like I have like a different thing. Like honestly, like, how I wake up sometimes, like how I feel uh, will base what kind of swagger I have. And I think that's why it's so important because how you feel a lot of come, a lot of times comes from how you think. Yeah. So I wake up and if I'm thinking a certain way, feeling a certain way, man, I'll have a certain kind of swagger about me. <laughs> and so, but it does matter. It really yeah. does. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what I, what I found, doing a little research on this topic, confidence, there's some different sources out there where they're basically saying 85% of the population struggle with low self-esteem. Oh, yeah. Struggle with this idea that I don't have much confidence in my life. And I think it's true. 
I think that's so true. People feel this this inferiority. They feel like they are um, they are less. And we're going to be able to dive into a couple of those. But why do you think eighty percent, eighty five percent? What do you think is like the biggest culprit of feeling feeling so such low self esteem? I think that it's one of those things that like you kind of have to see God's perspective on some things within it because a lot of times we get in our mind that we're not enough and Bible talks about we're not enough, but man, I'm so thankful that I don't have to be enough. And, but a lot of times the enemy will twist that, will twist what God says and we'll be like, man, you're not enough. You got to work. You got to do good. You got to do these things. You got to work, work, work. And I think that I'm curious to see, you may not, you may know, but how, how much of the percentage is guys within that? Yeah. Because guys don't really talk about it. But if you notice, man, men really struggle with it. Men really struggle with self-confidence, even if it's the way that they look. I know like as a man, like it was really hard for me uh, to come out and be like, man, I'm not like confident in myself. I'm not confident in the way I look. I'm not confident Mm -hmm. in the way I provide. I'm not confident. Like I'm just not doing enough. I'm not good enough. And I think that it it is off of that of, man, I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough. This is how people see me. And you focus on negativity. And so I think that that's a big uh, player into it. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going we're gonna to look at a few other things that really kind of make this up. But before we do, there's one point that I want to make is that really what, we talk, what we're talking about, confidence, is that it's completely okay. Yeah. It's okay to have confidence in yourself, but there is a humility within it. Confidence 100%. and cockiness can come together, right? They can be. It's like you <laughs> yeah. walk in through the room, you're like, oh, I already know better. I already, uh, yeah, I fully yeah. believe in myself to the point to where basically it's a degrading of those around. Yeah, I'm better you. than you. Better than you. Exactly. Yeah. Summed up in that word. But then we start looking at it. What we're talking about is this humble, you know, this humbleness, but reasonable confidence in yourself. Yeah. The humility within you but a confidence within you as well. 100%. And um, to own who you are, man, that you have the power to be happy, to be successful. Um, and then with this sound self-confidence, man, you can succeed. Yeah. But I kind of threw something at you here before, before we got started. I said, this blew my mind. This was really yeah. eye-opening for me. And, and here's another disclaimer. Me and Brandon are not experts on the mindset. No. At all. <laughs> no. We are not psychologists. No. We are just people who love Jesus that have experienced a lot of these things that we are talking about. Yeah. And we're just trying to figure it out as well through healthy conversation. Yeah, we're walking through it with you. We are walking <laughs> through it with you. Yeah. And this is one of the things that was so freeing for me today where we were pre- preparing for it and really going over it. It was like one of the most important things about a lack of confidence or a low self-esteem is that it's not our fault. In a large, like, in, I will say, like, there's some areas where it's like, okay, maybe this has gone on too long. Yeah. But by and large, it is not our fault. Yeah. It's not our fault. It's not your fault. Here's why. Here's some reasons that people struggle with confidence. Genetic makeup. Think about that. Think about yeah. that one for a second. I'm yeah. not claiming this is 100% true. Some of you will be like, well, that sounds just wrong. Let's think about it for a minute. Yeah. There's probably a sense in in our family trees where there's this lack of self-esteem that is all the way throughout. Maybe there is something within our genes that causes this. Maybe. It's from from you saying it and me looking, like even like my own personal life, it's like, well, yeah. I mean, like I, I see it in my life. I see it in those around me 
as well and being like, whoa. Yeah. And it's something we never really look at. I honestly, like, we don't really look at genetic makeup is causing me this. Well, when you talk about like confidence, you just blame yourself for not having it. And people just say, well, it tears you you down even more. Yeah. You should have confidence, (laughs) but you're really like, well, I I want confidence, but I don't know why I don't have confidence. You know, so there's, there, we're kind of pulling, peeling back some of these things. So genetic makeup is like, my family was super OCD. My dad, my grandma, and her, her mom, it's like, if OCD, like this obsessive compulsiveness can get passed down from generation to generation, well, why wouldn't this? You know what yeah. I mean? There's some different yeah. things that we'd say, oh, yeah, 100%. But then whenever you start putting confidence, like, no, that's just you. That's yeah. just a you problem. It's like, yeah. ah, maybe. Yeah, it's crazy because I look at my mom and dad, and, like, my dad, he's a people person. He he is more confident, like, it, whenever he is, like, in a room, like, he he is – he handles himself well. However, I have the people person side of my dad, but my mom, uh, she's a little more timid, a little more backward. She's a people pleaser. And it's like, man, no wonder I'm their child because <laughs> I have like, they mix together. Really and, yeah. Yeah. and uh, so, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Absolutely. Uh, the second one, trauma. Trauma, yeah. like an experience and trauma, maybe not even, that's a pretty harsh word, but maybe there's just some sort of experience to where it could just be as simple as, man, we play ball or play golf. I had a guy, he called me number two all the time. This is a horrible story. This is horrible. This is where you really, he called me number two, Brandon. He said, what's up, number two? This is horrible. Mason, get ready for this. He called me number two because there was a time, like for multiple seasons, we just continued to come in second in like golf matches oh, and as a team. And so he started calling me number two. I had no idea what he meant <laughs> until a couple years later. I was like, what a jerk. You know what I mean? I was just like, Yo, you want to say a lot worse than that. You know, like, what? <laughs> like it was this guy, but it was yeah. like, that really kind of hurt. I was yeah. like, that's a traumatic experience. Still thinking, I was like, Iron, you're always going to be number two. Is that horrible? Yeah, it's horrible, isn't it? Like, who does that? It was me. I was saying, yeah, it was Brandon. That's what he called me every day. Uh, number two. Think about that. Isn't that crazy? That really is wild. Yeah, I didn't know that. It's traumatic, is what it is. Gosh, I'm still stuck. We're moving on. Can't do that anymore. You're just going to take the rest of the episode. Just all I can think about is number two. No joke. I'm glad I brought that up, though. Yeah, isn't that horrible? It is. Can you imagine calling your son? Hey, what's up, number two? You're never going to be first. You're just going to be number two the whole life. Terrible. And like Ricky Bobby says, if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> I mean, always last. Number three, how you were raised. I think this is a big, probably one of the biggest ones that we yeah. have here. Yeah. Um, this one's a big one. How you were raised depends on, uh, has determined how confident you are in yourself. Yeah. I, I think that a lot of times um, man, uh, parents don't notice what they're saying to their kids. Yeah. And like how they tear them down, even like what you just said, with like number two and like parents can tear down their kids without even thinking about it. My dad talks to me all the time uh, and he says, son, I wish I would have left you alone in golf. And he said every single he was like, I thought that you had to win every single match. And whenever you didn't win every match, I want to say I'm sorry that I got so mad at you. And it, I honestly, <laughs> dad, I love you. Today. And honestly, it did tear me down in my confidence. And I was always like, man, if I don't win. I'm a disappointment. Yeah. Man, if I went and yeah. I've lost all my confidence yeah, out there, if I hit a bad shot or if I did something bad, that I was like, oh man, like, ah, I'm not good enough. I'm not good. And I lost all confidence right there. I mean, you know, in golf, it's a mental game. Yeah, man. absolutely. It is so mental. Absolutely. And so yeah. I think that a lot of times, like, 
with that, how you're raised and the way that even going to the genetic side of it, how your family and those around you um, carry themselves, a lot of times you'll do the same thing. Yeah. Oh, that's so, that's so true. So true. Uh, Another one, uh, just suffer from anxiety or depression. One of those, that's, that's a key factor there that just drives home this idea. And I was really thinking through, I was like, well, confidence and anxiety and depression are probably interlinked. It's like, if you are suffering from anxiety and depression, then you're probably going to have low confidence. Yeah. But then I was like, if you have low confidence, then you're probably going to have anxiety and depression in the same way. If we're going to continue in the golf analogies, it's like, if you have low confidence, then every time you get up to a four foot putt, you're probably thinking, I'm just going to miss it. Because yeah. that's what I do. Have you been watching me play golf? I, I, I know. Not- <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Then you're just going to be like, yeah, this continual idea yeah. keeps circling around. 100%. Um, and then another one, the world around us. I love this part, too, because I think this one really hits home. And I think it's addressed somewhat, but still pushed to the side is that, dude, many media messages are designed to make us feel lacking. Mm that we are missing out if we don't have this or if we don't do this or we don't experience this or if we don't achieve this. Uh, I think think it's probably one of the biggest ones on the list, to be Uh, honest. I I agree 100% with how social media is now today. And and that's the thing. People don't realize they're doing it, but they want you to get a product or they want you to get this thing. So they they try to make you feel like, oh, man, I need that to be this. And if I don't have that for this, or I can't afford that, or I'll never become this, then I'm nothing. Yeah. And you lose all confidence in yourself. Absolutely. And we've got to experience, like, take the ministry context of it. Like, even the self-confidence of you just begin to see where even churches are right now, where campuses are, where youth ministries are, and you start to compare your ministry to then other ministries, and you're like, well, obviously we aren't succeeding, or it's just failing. You know, it's like... Like who, you know, why do we have these comparisons? Where it's like we see what this church should be or we idolize this church as being, oh, this is what it means to be successful. Like, oh, they got the swagger or they're confident. You know what I mean? Um, and then whenever you compare yourself to that, it's just like, well, then what are we just our failures? You know what I mean? Yeah. And this isn't just in ministry. This is in work. This yeah. is in all aspects of life. it. Yeah, uh, even as in parenting. Oh, parenting. See, oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, I know you can speak more into it, obviously, but – Man, like I know even from like hearing my sisters talk and hearing others talk that seeing parents online doing certain things with their kids and them not feeling like a good enough parent and not mm-hmm. confident in how they're parenting yeah, and things absolutely. like that. Absolutely. It's, it's huge. Yeah. It's yeah. huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. And man, if our minds are obsessed by thoughts of insecurity and inadequacy, um, man, it's just really due to the fact is that it's this isn't just like a one time occurrence. Yeah. These thoughts have been around for a while. Yeah. And they continue to build and they continue to take roots and they continue to just begin to be the track of which your mind always begins to flow and function. And so we are not, you know, just talking about something that is just a superficial problem that you've been experiencing probably for the last 30 days. This is probably something you've been experiencing for a long, long time. That's and right. we can definitely have connections with that too. Um but it's just it's just really something that occurs over a long period of time. Yeah, it's a snowball effect. It, snowball, starts off, yeah. it starts off super small, and you don't think anything of it. And sometimes it does just creep in. These thoughts creep in because you're told it so much that it becomes normal. And so you don't realize that it's something wrong because you realize that it's something normal, that like, oh, yeah, this is true, this is true. Mm-hmm. And that's whenever um, someone once told me, well, 
it's not a lie if you believe it. And I think that so often we do that in our own life, that we believe things that are lies, but we don't see them as lies because we believe it. So mm-hmm. we see the truth. And it's like, well, no, that's not the absolute truth. Like, that's not true. Even if you believe it, it doesn't make it true. Mm-hmm. And But so often we live life like it because we take that lie and we believe it to be true. So we live it out. And it becomes a normalcy. And it's like, well, no, that's not normal. Like, that's something wrong. And it builds up over time and over time and over time. And then you're stuck with confidence issues. You're stuck with um, feeling depressed and anxious and uh, worrisome and not enough in an unhealthy way. And it, it's it's really, it's tough. Like, it's tough. And yeah. I like what you said, though, there, of it's occurred for a long period of time. And I want to let you know that, hey, it's going to take some time to replace these lies with the truth. It's going to take some time to yeah. get that confidence back. It's not like podcasting. <laughs> I'm good. Like yeah. it's going to take some yeah, time and there's going to be, mutant. that's right. It, it's going to take time for uh, you to apply some of these things and it's not a quick fix. So don't get down on yourself. Uh, whenever you do mess up, whenever you do begin to feel down on yourself, just saying, okay, why am I feeling down on myself? Mm-hmm. And kind of take your thoughts captive and occupy your mind with the truth instead of those lies. Absolutely. And we're going to flip the script here now, okay? We're going to kind of flip it because we've talked about some of the reasons, you know, why why we see low confidence, why we see people struggle with this. And there is a word that kept coming up is self-confidence. A word, it continued to come up the more I researched, it was self-confidence, the belief in yourself. Yeah. And we're going to flip it. Okay, because I've tried the self-confidence stuff and dude, it just don't work. Yeah. It doesn't work. It's like over and over. I can say, I can look myself, Aaron, you can, you're gonna kill it today. You have the power within you to do it. And it's just like, dude, it just don't last. We fail. It we fail. We do all the time. Yeah. All the time. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna flip it. One of the most powerful concepts, one which has a sheer cure for the lack of confidence is the thought that God is actually with you and actually helping you. Dude, that's the game changer. That's the foundation yeah. we're going to start this confidence, or yeah. we're going to finish this confidence talk talk with. And so how does this differ from experiences people have in fixing their own low self-esteem? What's, what's the difference between, between putting, you know, the thought that God is actually with you and helping you versus, hey, I need to build up my own self-confidence? What do you think is the, the difference there? I think that, like, one, knowing he's with you and helping you is that God will never fail. I I just talked about it there that, man, we're constantly failing, and not just us, but those around us. So we can build this um, platform for ourselves, but if one thing happens wrong, it crumbles down. And that's what happens within our confidence. But knowing that God is there with you, alongside of you, helping you, and that he'll never lead you astray. Mm-hmm. That he is, um, his plan is perfect for you, and um, that he has never failed and never will. And that right there will bring a confidence walking in his will. Yeah. Just yeah. in your life, it'll bring that confidence. And here's the other thing we want to speak into, and we're really walking on this journey with him, but really what it comes down to is that, dude, we are witnesses of where confidence has flown from. Yeah. And that's the difference, too, that we want to make the connection with is that, like, why do we believe in this? Yeah. Because we have experienced it. Yeah. We've experienced trying it on our own and we've experienced walking with God through his word in these areas. Yeah. 
And it doesn't that the failure still happens, right? Failure yeah. still happens. But there's a quote here, the greatest secret for eliminating the inferiority complex, which is another term for deep, profound self-doubt, is to fill your mind to overflowing with faith. Develop a tremendous faith in God, and that will give you a humble yet soundly realistic faith in yourself. And that's, man, we're going to be diving into that. Isn't that good? It's so good. Astounding faith. And who God is, God is with you, and um, man, it gives you a realistic faith in yourself. So instead of for thinking, you know, fear thoughts and defeat and ineffectiveness, we're going to be thinking thoughts of faith and courage by filling our mind with affirmations of the presence, support, and help of God. And man, that He can actually change our thought processes. So. What can we do now to build up our confidence? What can we do? What are the steps that we take? We're going to put our faith in God. We're going to set that as the foundation. Now, what can we do? What are the steps that we can break them down? And we got five. All right. We got five. You ready? Five of them. I'm ready. I'm ready too. Let's do it. Now, five may sound like a lot, but they're pretty simple. They're pretty simple. First one, formulate and stamp an undeniable picture of yourself as succeeding. Never permit it to fade. Never think of yourself as failing. Never doubt the reality of the mental image. And going off of what we just said, if you begin to see yourself as failing, then who then has to fail? <laughs> who then yeah. has to fail? Yeah. Be like saying God does. Yeah. And so that's where we're flipping the script here. Because yeah. if we're saying, oh, I'm, I can't do this. Well, I'm going to fail. This is this, this you know, obstacle is too big or this is going to be too difficult then what you're saying is that something's too difficult for god and that god's going to fail yeah and it changes from confidence to godfidence <laughs> there we like, go hey, yeah. even though even though in on my own power i may fail in this but god and i have god with me right here with me and he'll never fail me and that's one of the big things because like, like you said it's like saying well god would fail but we never take time that it's like well no God, God can't fail. He never will. And yeah. it's big time. It's yeah. big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, we got to put this in perspective, too. I always love this thought of like, okay, well, I see myself as succeeding. You know, all right, so identify the picture of success. Now, what we oftentimes do is that we'll go ahead and define our own picture of what success is. And then whenever that picture of success isn't met, then we begin to blame God as if he's the one that didn't meet it. But whenever the first step is, whenever you really start to look at what is success, you have to then be able to compare that and say, okay, God, is this the right picture of success? Yeah. Am I asking for the right thing? Yeah. And you may have to make an adjustment to where God is calling you and what that success may be. Yeah. And as we see all throughout Scripture, sometimes, man, it is uh, there's quite a bit of failure and quite a bit of uh, times where they don't depend on God. Yeah. But we really do see this idea of, okay, we like to put our idea of success before what God has in store for us. Yeah. And, man, that cripples people's faith. Yeah. But in the first place, you shouldn't have been asking for what you wanted. In the first, It'll be like me saying, God, I pictured myself, driving an all-black Lamborghini mm. in a home that's worth about $5 million mm. on Hilton Head Island. <laughs> Lord, thank you. I see it. I visualize it. That is success. And it's like, what is that? You know what yeah. I mean? That's our own desires. That's our own ones. Yeah. So you got to kind of, you got to make the reflection. I know I'm hitting on it hard, but it's like, you've got to have that reflection of saying, okay, God, what is the vision of success for my life? What have you called me 
to do? What does that look like? Yeah, and I think that that is where the humility comes in. Talked about being confident and the difference between confidence and cockiness. Man, cockiness is a pride about you that I'm better. That And even within like a, a God standpoint of I know better, my success, this is what it is. This mm-hmm. is what it should be. This is what life should look like. This is what I should have. It's a lot of eyes. But whenever it's confidence, man, you walk confidently in what God's will is, what God's plan is, and what does God see success as? And it's like whenever you fix your focus from all these things and, and onto him, and you notice that he'll never fail, that's whenever that really, even like the cockiness, the confidence uh, mindset shifts. And that's whenever people don't see you as you and being prideful and being cocky and being arrogant, but they're like, whoa, there's something different. What is that about them that they, man, they just have like a yeah. a confidence about them. They walk into the room and it lights up and that's whenever it's not about you. And uh, so I, that's that God swagger. <laughs> Going back go. to the swagger. <laughs> but, but like, uh, honestly, yes. it's just one of those things. That's where the humility comes in within yeah. confidence is knowing that, hey, God, your plan is greater than my plan. Your ways are greater than my ways. I'm going to put my faith and trust in you yeah. and just walk in it. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Man. That's good stuff. Number two, I think we made this connection. Man, don't be awestruck by other people and try to copy them. Yeah. And, you know, that's like everybody sees what, you know, their vision of success is somebody else's success or whatever it may be. Um, nobody can be you as efficiently as you can. Um, remember that most people, despite their confident appearance and demeanor, are often as scared as you are and as doubtful of themselves. But I think it's this comparison issue. It's like, hey, listen, put those things aside. Put those things aside. Don't compare. See where God wants you to be, where God is calling you to be, and push those other things aside. That's a tough one. Yeah, it's really tough. I, I remember I read this story uh, is like a year ago. And um, it was a he was a scientist, and he was presenting a new thought and uh, to science. And he got invited to this big thing to give a speech. And he was just a young guy in college, and he couldn't believe it. And one of his idols growing up was going to be there, and he was sitting in front row. And he said he got up there to speak, and as he started speaking, he he made eye contact with that guy, and he said, "Before I knew it, I started trying to talk like him and share ideas like him." And he said, "And I began to crumble, and I didn't know how to speak. Yeah. I started stuttering." And he was like, "And I, I didn't know." And he said, "I walked off. No one clapped or anything." And he said, and I, "Afterwards, I met up with the guy, and we talked a little bit." And he said, he flat out told me, and that was awful. He said, you've been trying to listen to me? He said, because it looked like you were trying to listen to me in the way you spoke, and it wasn't you. And he said, be the best you that you can be. Mm -hmm. He said, and then he called me back a year later, that guy, and said, hey, I fought for you a position. We want you to share this because we believe the information you have is very valuable. And no, it was within medicine. It was within medicine. He said, you have is very valuable. And uh, he came. He presented, and he said, and I went, and I prepared, and I was the best me mm-hmm. that I could be, yeah. that I was me. And he said, and I found out people loved me for me, mm-hmm. not for other people and what they were and how successful they were and all this thing. And I think that that's true for us, that a lot of times it, it's easy to look, especially going back to social media, looking at people and trying to do things just like them. Yeah. You know, you've heard the saying, yeah. eat the fish, leave the bones. <laughs> If someone's doing something successful, man, look to them. 
oh, what are they doing? Yeah. They're getting up early. They're eating right. They're doing these things. I'm going to do that. But maybe it looks different in your life. Yeah. And you got to be the best you that you can be. Yeah. And walk confidently in that. Absolutely. Number three is a little bit more challenging. And that's reflect, share, and and learn about where did this come from? Where did this low self-esteem, where did this, uh, this disbelief in yourself come from? Because what we often find is that there was probably in the similar situation where somebody's just calling you number two the whole time. And you're like, oh, yeah, there's a rooted in that, right? There is a place <laughs> oh, in man. time that you could probably go back to is like, okay, that's why I feel the way I do. Yeah. And whenever you begin to find that and begin to decipher what that is, man, self-knowledge, dude, it is a cure. It is oftentimes a huge cure to the self-doubt that we feel within us. But it's hard going back. Sometimes it's painful. We just want to go surface level. We do. We do. We just want to look at the mistake and go, how can I fix this mistake? Then we continue to mess up and we never realize the real root of the problem. Yeah. And we need to go deeper sometimes. And it takes a conversation. It does. Like to have somebody else look into it and hear you speak about these things, it reveals so, so much. Number four, remind yourself that God is with you and none can defeat you. Believe that you now receive power from him. Yeah. That's Number one. That's right. Number one. <laughs> it's number four, number four on here, but it's number, number one. one. It makes me think of David, though, with the story of David yeah. and Goliath. Yeah, Even whenever absolutely. Talking about this, man, so many people were afraid. They so were. many people were afraid of failing, and they were afraid of Goliath and all these things. But And that's one of the things that uh, I really want to encourage you to remind yourself of that was very freeing for me is remind yourself. I even have a journal where I would write down anytime fear would creep in or uh, any self-doubt or anything like that, um, and I would have to remind myself what God had done. And I think that so often we forget what God has already done for us. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, 100%. the story of David, he, I fought off these lines. I fought off these bears. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's like, man, why would he let me down now? Right. Like, he's prepared me for this. I'm ready for this. And God is preparing you for the moments in your life that are ahead, and he's paving a way for you, and that way is straight. It's not wavering. It's not going left yeah. and right. It, it's straight. And uh, just continue to fix your focus on him and uh, what he's done for you. Uh, A lot of times we talk about the future and we talk about the rear view mirror in comparison to the, there's still a rear view mirror. Still look back, (laughs) still remind yourself. And it's like one of those things where it's like, remind yourself what God has done and that he's never failed and he never will. Absolutely. And that leads into our fifth point for today. Our fifth thing that we can do right now to build up our confidence And this one is one of the most practical ones. And this is what we hope that we leave you with every single week is a verse for you to remember, for you to rest on, and for you to remind yourself of the truths. And once again, you don't have to believe in the Bible. You don't have to believe in God. But we do ask, try it. Try. Just try it. And just see if these words begin to transform your life. We believe it will. 100%. And 10 times a day, this is what we want you to repeat. 10 times a day, you're going to need to write it down. Dude, I wrote this down on a card, put it it up above my steering wheel. So every day, like I got my speedometer there. I don't even know what that one does. You know, what an RPM, (laughs) what is that one for? I don't don't need that. It's, It's right. And then right there in the middle, there sits this verse. It says, if God be for us, who can be against us? It's Romans 8, 31. 
And let me just say, it is incredible. It seems incredible that such a few words from the Bible could do so much for a person, but we truly believe that it can. It is Romans 8.31, if God be for us, who can be against us? And this season, one of the things that we want to do is that we want to also help just to equip you with this Bible verse so everybody knows our boy Mason, and Mason is the one that makes all this happen for us. So Mason is also going to be giving you just a little content, a little graphic, a little post that you can begin to see and begin to have a part of your day, maybe make it your wall, wallpaper, make it your graphic, whatever it may be, so you can connect with that verse. Uh, but we want to see you do that 10 times a day. Repeat that verse. Yeah. I think it's going to do some Powerful. great things. Powerful. Powerful, man. Powerful. So that's what we're going to so do, good. man. We attack confidence today. Occupy right. our mind. Occupy our mind with confidence today. Listen, we're going to know who we are. We're going to know who God wants us to be. We're not going to be all struck by other people or try to copy them. We're going to reflect, share, get to the root, the origin of some of our self-confidence issues and remind ourselves that God is with us. Man, if God is with us. Who can be against us? That's right. That's it. That's so Let's good. do it. Season right. three, my man. Guys, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Monday Mindset. <laughs>